Hello and welcome back to 40 Minute Mentor. I can't believe we're at the end of another series of the podcast. It's incredible to think how far we've come from what was originally a side of the desk project nine series ago, and now we're one of the UK's most popular business and careers podcasts, fast approaching 1 million downloads. And none of this could have been done without you, our loyal listeners, who have stuck with us from day one. Thank you so, so much. I also want to say a massive thank you to our partners and the incredible 40 Minute Mentors themselves who have shared their candid stories and incredible mentorship with us all. And this series has been one of my favorite yet. We've covered an array of topics in Series 9, including one of my favorite people and brands, Nikki Wicks, the CEO of The Body Coach, who shared his experience of building an accidental fitness empire. Given everything that's been going on in the tech world, it was amazing to chat to Abadesi Osansade, founder and CEO of The Hustle Crew, about turning layoffs into lemonade. We then had Simi Dillon, founder of the fast-growing healthy meal subscription Simmer, to talk about how he's bootstrapped his family business. And then a great friend of JBM, Anouk Agasol, founder and CEO of Unleashed, who shared her belief that HR is dead and gave some amazing advice on all things people and culture. Next up was Sue Fennessy, founder of We Are 8, who are creating a social media platform for a better world. Next up, we had a 40-minute mental first. The winner of the Earthshot Prize, Not Plur's Pierre Pazdier, who talked about how their product is making packaging disappear. From packaging to energy crisis, Zoisa Northbond, CEO of Octopus Energy, was able to talk from her unique vantage point about tackling the energy crisis. We then had Nada Al-Saleem, founder of Gaia, who are building the world's first IVF insurance, an incredible startup disrupting a really big industry. From one disruptive founder to another, next was Olivia Ferdy, co-founder of Trip, the UK's fastest growing drinks brand and the leader in the CBD market. From one popular brand to another hugely popular industry, next up was Clark Carlisle, the former Premier League footballer who shared his incredibly inspiring career story and his mental health journey. Next up was James Mishrecki, founder of Skin and Me and Life Supplies, a serial entrepreneur who already has one exit under his belt. He shared some incredible mentorship from his founder journey and talked about why he's now so passionate about making sustainable living easy. And last but not least, we had the fantastic Alice Pelton, founder of The Lowdown, come on the podcast to talk about putting women in control of their reproductive health. I can't think of a better set of 40-minute mentors for this past series. I really hope that you got a lot out of their mentorship and stories. If you enjoyed the series, I would be hugely grateful if you could leave us a review on any of your podcast platforms or by heading over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash 40mm. It really does help us spread the power of mentorship further and also it brings a big smile to our faces. To reflect on the last series, we wanted to share some of our favorite moments. So here are a couple of snippets just for you. If you listen to what is a big issue for someone or what the prioritization is for the business, you can start to think through more proactively about how you can be helpful or how your work can relate to helping them with that bigger piece of the puzzle. The thing about happiness is it's an emotion and it's transient. So if you're searching for happiness, then you're setting yourself up to, for large periods, to be suboptimal, to be less than. You know, your, your happiness will come and go. 
So, you know, don't anchor yourself in an emotion. Anchor yourself in a state that you can catalyze, that you can focus on, that you can be in, irrespective of the emotions that are going on around you. Every poker player at some point gets quite cocky because they've had things go their way. And before you know it, in a heartbeat, you're not just back to square one, you're in the red. And so it's a bit like, you know, running a startup. Hey, I raised some money. I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm on, on top of the world. And then before you know it, you could be struggling to keep the business alive. I was surrounded by Tony Blair rhetoric of like teenage pregnancy being the worst thing that could ever happen to you and therefore contraception. You all have to take it. And if you don't, you'll all get pregnant immediately. We had quite an unsettled childhood, I guess. My parents both struggled with addiction and, and mental health, mental illness and mental health issues. I was the only black employee at Hotel Tonight's London office, and that created a lot of interesting moments. Some would call them banter. Some, i.e. me, would call them problematic. But people were like, oh, it's great that Rishi Sunak's um, prime minister. And I was like, yes, it's great because it looks like diversity, but actually he's gone to like some, I don't, I don't know what it is, but like the fees at the private school were more than like a lot of people's like household income. And I'm just like, it does, it's not really that much of a celebration of diversity. I think there's almost the requirement of an acceptance of, I will feel guilty, I'm making the best decision I can at the time, and that's just going to have to be okay, and I'm going to have to be okay with that, because I don't think you can ever get it right, kind of internally. Every founder that I speak to is on their own journey. It is stepping into it, knowing that it is going to be rugged. If you're a woman, it is that much tougher. For medical industries, it saves lives every day. There's no question that we should use those materials where it really makes a difference. But for like a takeaway or grabbing a, like a hydration on the race, something that's going to be used in a very short amount of time, that's, that's kind of like a, a real issue. I think one of the most exciting developments that we're seeing is the ability for customers to be able to participate in helping to encourage more renewables to be built. And by what I mean when I say that is these new tariffs that are becoming available where customers can use energy at times where there might be lots and lots of green energy um, flowing through the grid, which means that they get cheaper energy pricing. The reality is we're all trying and sometimes we really have no clue what to do or what the right answer is. And you feel like you almost have no space to say that's okay. But it is okay because I think Entrepreneurs shouldn't or don't have all the answers, but great ones actually know how to find them. The time we spent with the prince was really great as well. The fact that he knows very well what we're doing and the challenges that we have and that this is on his mind. And like next time he's meeting Joe Biden, he might kind of like say, hey, by the way, what are you doing about this or that? That's like a really great uh, opportunity. The definition of a layoff is literally such that it has nothing to do with you. It only has to do with the business. I wasn't fired for gross misconduct. I didn't pull a Harvey Weinstein or a Prince Andrew. I literally just had my role impacted. Nothing to be ashamed about. So I think we just need to like remind people like being fired is very, very different <laughs> to being made redundant or being laid off. I think if I had known how hard it was going to be, I might have thought about it differently. It might have scared me or put me off. You could be on the other side stuck with a terrible board member or a toxic relationship. And that will have much more significant adverse effect on your probability of success than whether you raise your seed at 10 versus 13, right? And spending the right amount of time 
cultivating those relationships early in order to really understand who is it that you want to build a company with. I took an overdose, Coproximal. Fortunately for me, I was found and my stomach was pumped, but I didn't engage with any services because that wasn't a thing. You know, I, I was discharged from hospital with with the with the saying like, "Well, you got away with that one. Don't be so stupid next time." I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, so my mindset was, "I've gotten away with it. Uh, we don't talk about it. We pretend it never happened." A no is not a no. Don't let anyone tell you it can't be done because it constantly is being shown that it can be done. I never had a business plan. I didn't know you could raise money. And also, I was a 19-year-old kid without a plan. No one was going to give me money. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. If you're going to commit a minimum of five, but most likely 10 plus years of your life to building a company, you want to set yourself up with the best possible chance of winning. And so in order to do that, you need a really big vision. You need a lot of capital. And you need to be able to recruit the right talent. Just get in there so that you can start to learn what a tech career on your terms looks like. Because there's millions of different types of tech careers, million different ways that you can be in the industry, different roles, different you know chaos levels. So sometimes the best way to get in is to just get in. And then once you're in, you can decide where exactly you want to be in it. Thank you so much again for your support over this series. If there's anything that I or the JBM team can help you with, please don't hesitate to reach out on info at jbmc.co.uk. And although this is the end of series nine, we've also got a special feature series coming up for you, focusing on well-being and mental health. So make sure you check back in next Wednesday when we're kicking off the series with Hector Hughes, the co-founder of Unplugged, a brand I'm sure many of you have come across. Thanks again for all your support. And I'll see you again next week.